0: I- 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 Impact 89 FM. M- M- oh, Li- All right, here we are again, Walk the Line fans. My name is Dan Cryer and we are here at Impact 89 FM at Michigan State University, and this is Walk the Line and with me today again is Brooks Lambier. How's it going, Dan? Hey, good, man. How you doing?
1: Pretty good, pretty
0: good. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Good week of uh, women's soccer and men's soccer at MSU, and uh, looking forward to this college football Saturday.
0: It is a really, really good overall weekend of football. Uh, Michigan State is going to be traveling to Bloomington, Indiana, for a game that they should win. We're going to talk about that in one second. We have a very big matchup between uh, Notre Dame and Florida State. Uh, that's going to determine, I think, a uh, spot in the Final Four in the college football playoffs. And then uh, we have a game that I think a team in the top ten there, top five, is going to be on upset alert. So, um, yeah, but before we get to that, let's do a quick recap and talk about what happened last week. Um, if people would like to tune in to hear uh, the show, you will hear a lot of correct picks by Brooks Lambeer. Yeah, Brooks, I think I've created a monster here, man. I think you did. So we picked six games together. I was 2-for-6 against the spread, which uh, anybody who's heard this before knows I'm usually wrong more than I'm right. I was 3-for-6 on the over-unders. Now, Brooks here, he is on point. So if you want to know somebody who's, who's got it going on this college football season, it's Brooks Lambeer. 4-for-6 against the spread, and perfect 6 out of 6. All 6 of his over-under calls were perfectly correct. So uh, uh, let's get a round of applause here in the studio. Yes. Maybe talk. you go to Vegas sometime. Uh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> I'm good luck charm. Uh, you might be. So uh, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about? Because you you uh, just give me your sense of the college football season. You've been on Mississippi State the whole time. I mean, you're feeling good.
1: Yeah, um, I think people sometimes overlook uh, you know a team statistic wise. Like they don't. Some people don't watch the games enough when they're when they want to pick an over under or they're look at the spread or you know um, uh-huh. or anything in general. Uh, it's just about analyzing and what you think that the team can do. You know, when I was looking at Mississippi State, you know, I I saw them play against LSU, and you know, and and also I just read a lot of stuff too, sure. reading and and listening to other people's analysis, and that's really all. You know, when we do this show, that's really it is just just taking everyone's that's opinion right. and forming your own and looking up your own stuff, and then you just say what you want to say.
0: Yeah, and I'm taking Dr. Daniel Bergen's COM901 class, and really what it's doing is this prediction model is called uh, multiple linear regression. What we're doing is we're putting all these independent variables, like you're saying, you know, uh, rushing yardage or defensive, uh, you know, aptitude for the team's points scored, and then the outcome's going to be points scored or, you know, points given up. So this is great. And, I like, I, I really love what we're doing here because we're really statistically analyzing the games. So uh, I do want to get into something that made me a little – I get I guess the word would be angry if anybody knows me. Uh, so I'm watching Michigan State last week. It's a pretty comfortable lead there. You know, they gave up a couple touchdowns right before the uh, first half ended. Uh, went to 24-17. Uh, things seemed to be in hand. They had a two-touchdown lead, six, six minutes in the game – what do they do? They fake a punt on their own 30, thus allowing Purdue to come back to make it a seven-point game. Now, Michigan State, mind you, was 21-point favorites in this game, 20.5 at kickoff. So I'm hoping that they can cover the spread. What are they doing? So, I mean, I'm not here to knock. I think D'Antonio is a great coach, doing a great job, but that baffled me. What do you think about that fake punt?
1: You know, I just, I, I just think it wasn't really the right time for that to happen. I mean, I think there's just times in the game, you know, it depends on the big, the, the, the bigness of the game or the the importance of it. Yeah. You know, there's a time like, when we played Notre Dame so many years ago, where the fake punt, where Little Giants was good. Oh, great. Yeah, of course. You know, where that was needed. Yeah, risk versus
0: reward is my whole thing, exactly.
1: that's what it really comes down to. What What was the
0: reward there? What, we get get a first down and maybe chew up a couple more minutes? I mean, why not just punt the ball, play defense? You're up 14. I mean, because the game ended with a pick six. That's how it went to the final score of 45 to 31. I mean, so, like, Michigan State, for the third time now this season, has freaked me out. The Oregon game was terrible. And that freaked me out just to watch us kind of give up 28 in a row. The Nebraska game, 27-3, to became 27-22. And then here they are leading big, and I just don't understand it. I mean, like, it's a risk that didn't need to be taken. So that's my soapbox for this week. Please, Michigan State, just keep it simple against Indiana. So,
1: yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still fall back on what I say, consistency. This program hasn't been consistent. And when they can finally be consistent at some point— that's when we'll figure it out, and they'll figure it out, and you and, know.
0: and I've been arguing against you, and look at how correct you've been on everything, and you're starting they're they're consistently poor in the fourth quarter now. It's problem, and this is bad. So okay, so the first game of the week is taking place tomorrow, October eighteenth, in Bloomington, Indiana. It's Michigan State Spartans going in to face the Indiana Hoosiers in the Big Ten matchup. Michigan State is currently 15.5 point favorites, so they're minus 15.5. It was at 13.5, but it's growing, so people are uh, thinking Michigan State's going to cover that. I think it might even get higher before kickoff. The over-under is 58.5. And the big story is that uh, a guy named Sutfeld was the starting quarterback. He was injured against Iowa last week, and they got bludgeoned. They were down really bad. They were down. I think they gave up 38 points in the first half to Iowa. They ended up scoring a touchdown uh, with a two-point conversion. I think the final score was 45 to 29. So Iowa beat them pretty bad. So you're going to get a high-scoring game because Indiana has the the leading rusher in the nation. Brooks, what's his name? Uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. So now. Indiana's reduced. They played a, a linebacker as a second-string quarterback who apparently his mother says that he can't play this week that because his knee hurts or something. So now they're down to a redshirt freshman who has never taken a single college snap ever. Yeah,
1: and it didn't help that they lost their backup quarterback who transferred out last year. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So first question, is Is that quarterback going to get any sleep tonight? They need a quarterback?
1: God, I'm probably not. He's probably so nervous. He's a redshirt freshman. He's playing against a really good defense.
0: Yeah. it would be interesting to see. Yeah. So, and and, I mean, give me some statistics there on Coleman. I mean, he leads the nation. How many yards does he have so far?
1: Uh, He's got 120 carries for 1,060 yards, uh, Uh, averages 8.8 yards a carry, and his longest touchdown of the season, 83 yards, and has 11 total touchdowns.
0: Right. And so that's maybe the one thing Michigan State has to worry. I mean, they were able to uh, bottle Amir Abdullah for Nebraska, but... Tomorrow, you have a quarterback that, unless this guy is the second coming of, you know, uh, Brett Favre meets Peyton Manning, I think that Michigan State can pack eight, nine guys into the box, really key on this guy, Tevin Coleman, and I just think that, you know, it's a game that Michigan State should literally destroy them, so I'm going to go first on this one. Indiana gives up lots of points. It's an over under fifty eight and a half. I think Michigan State easily covers this game and should not melt down in the fourth quarter. I'm looking for a big destruction victory, so I'm gonna say Michigan State wins the game fifty two to twenty so they they let uh, uh Coleman get maybe a couple touchdowns there so fifty two to twenty yeah
1: um I don't know It's interesting because in Indiana on the season if you look at their schedule you know they only beat indiana state by 18 uh with bowling green they only win 40 they they lose 45 yeah that was a tough
0: loss for the hoosiers
1: you know and then but then maryland beats them and then iowa smokes them and iowa has been so inconsistent so i mean honestly i think that especially with the redshirt freshman quarterback if sutfa was in i think this game would be a lot closer yes definitely and if they had a backup quarterback that had experience, it would be a lot better for them. Yeah. But there's a redshirt freshman, and you can't give Coleman the ball every single play. Yeah, you know, and especially against that tough Michigan State defense. So I'm going to agree with you. I think definitely Michigan State covers the spread. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Michigan State wins, and I'm going to say they win. I'm going to go 42 to 21.
0: So you're, they're going to double them up there. Yeah. So it looks like we both agree the game's going to go over, high scoring. I mean, Indiana has a huge propensity to give up points. You like that alliteration?
1: Yes, I like that. Okay,
0: so, I mean, just lots of points scored. Iowa even was running for long touchdowns on them. And like you said, super-duper backup quarterback. And Purdue got some bubble screens and things on Michigan State last week and ran, you know, they had a lot more versatility in their offense. With a freshman quarterback, you just, he's going to be nervous and We're going to be, you know, drooling like rabid dogs, ready to hit him. So I just, I really think that this game, it's it's just an overmatch, and it's a good fortune. At this point, it looks like, as we look at the statistics and things, this is good fortune to Michigan uh, State, and Michigan State should get their act together looking towards Michigan for uh, next week. Because Michigan has a week off to prepare. So Michigan's going to be resting up a little bit after their good victory last week. i got to give Michigan Wolverine some credit. I was bagging them hard last week. They did hold on. They scored five points in the fourth quarter when it was tied 13, won 18-13. So Michigan's coming into East Lansing next week on the 25th. So, uh, But yeah, I think Brooks and I both agree... uh, uh, Michigan State should light up Indiana. So any other further comments before we move on?
1: No, not really. I just think maybe this is the week where, you know, they really buckle down and they they know they show that they're that, you know, playoff team like they everyone says they are.
0: Yeah, I totally, I, I, very, very, very much hope that that's what happens because they need that confidence for Michigan, and then, uh, then there'll be a week off, and then on uh, November eighth, Ohio State comes to East Lansing. So uh, this is the last, you know, uh, exhibition game if you want, and then the then the two games that really, really matter are going to happen. So, all right, the big ESPN Game Day game of the year, uh, game of the week is happening this week. Notre Dame Fighting Irish are going down to Tallahassee, Florida, to face the Florida State uh, Seminoles. So Florida State, for the first time in basically two years, fell from number one in the rankings because the Mississippi State Bulldogs uh, defeated Auburn. A very great game, very great showing for Dak Prescott last week. So they're number one. Florida State's now number two. There's always controversy with Jameis Winston. I mean, uh, what's your opinion on this? What's going on? I mean, like Jimbo Fisher's going to stick with them. There's never really any new stuff. So I mean, I kind of think you know he should stick with them. What do you think?
1: Um. Yeah. Just. I. Right now. I guess. With what's going on. If you know. They say he can play. He. You should play. But I mean. That doesn't mean that Sean McGuire is not a good backup quarterback. And he, he did get them that win. Oh, that important one over Clemson. Uh. So I. I think right now you just stick with Winston. I mean. You know. Just.
0: Yeah. Hey, the guys. The guy's have been dealing with so much controversy for two years. I don't think it faces him. Now, here's the thing: Notre Dame is getting 12 points. So Florida State's minus 12. Notre Dame's they gave up 43 points against North Carolina, but they scored 50. Everett Golson, he's pretty much undefeated, other than the Alabama national championship game. So you know he had that year off, and he's looking just fantastic. So. There is no over-under in this game because I think they're not quite sure if Winston, if there's a last second, you know. So there's no over-under at this point on the books. We only have Notre Dame plus 12 to go with. And dude, I mean, I'm taking the 12 points. And to think about the score, I mean, I would assume we got a high-scoring game going on here. So I can't be wrong about the over-under. I just think Notre Dame's going to stick in there. I think Florida State is 1 and 5 against the spread only this season. They they haven't been covering. They didn't cover last week against Syracuse. They they've been winning, but they haven't been covering. So, to think that Notre Dame's going to get beat by two touchdowns, I just don't see it happening. What about you?
1: No, I don't think I don't think they're going to beat by t- they're gonna get beat by two touchdowns. I, actually I think Notre Dame can make this a game. I just think yeah. I I think Florida State they lost so many players last year on defense and they lost a lot of offensive weapons on, you know, uh, wide receivers. That I just think they're not the same Florida State team as last year, and they haven't played anyone really besides Clemson, who they beat in overtime. Oklahoma State, they well, Oklahoma State was a good game, yeah, thirty-seven, but, thirty-one, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but everyone picked them to blow to blow out Oklahoma State. They haven't been blowing
0: anybody. Out no, either. they
1: haven't. And Notre North Carolina Dame,
0: State game a scare. Yes,
1: yes, they did. Uh, they only one fifty-six to forty-one. Yep. So. And Notre Dame has a very good defense this year. They've been very solid. They have one of the top. Uh, f- let's see. They have one of the top uh, eight, uh, ten defense, uh, top ten yeah, defense in the nation. Yeah, and that's even with
0: giving up forty three points last week. Yeah. So yeah, and
1: they're ranked eighth, and you know they're they're in the top fifty for for points four, and then rushing they're in the top you know one hundred. They're sixty eight right now in the they're passing. Solid. They're thirty four. They're not a bad team. They're very balanced. They can run the ball. Golson can buy time for himself, and the uh, wide receivers can open up. I
0: agree. So before I get your pick, I just want to say I said it earlier. If if Notre Dame can win this game, I, I know they have to go play Arizona State, USC, and and they just they've already defeated Stanford, but I think they're going to go to the, the the championship playoff if the, if they get this victory. Don't you think they're shoe in if they go into Tallahassee and win?
1: I think I think they're I I don't know if they're shoe in because they still have to beat USC and they still have yeah. other teams on the schedule. But I think it.
0: Boy, it's been a tough schedule already. But I so think they're if they, doing if, great. Yeah,
1: but I think if they lose one game, I think that and you know that definitely right. They'll, it, it might shake they'll be, it will be a team where they don't have to win. They don't have to go undefeated okay. if they lose one. So
0: Florida State minus twelve games in Tallahassee. It's a night game on ESPN or, or ABC nationally, maybe. Uh, why don't you give me a score for this one? I think
1: Notre Dame wins this one. And wow! I'm gonna say Notre Dame wins. Wow. I feel like this is going to be a defensive battle. Okay. It's going to be a defensive battle. And I think it's going to be, Notre Dame's going to pull it out 28, uh, yeah, 28, 21. I'll give them, they won by a touchdown.
0: Wow. Interesting. Okay. I I just, yes, I am with you with this defensive battle, but to these two teams, a defensive battle means a game in the 30s. That's what I think, because they're evenly matched. And there's something about Jameis Winston that the guy just is going to get it done. So yeah, I think maybe Notre Dame takes a 3-point lead with 2 minutes to go and then Winston takes them down and wins by 4. So I just I just the guy seems unstoppable. The 12 points seems ridiculous. The the it's been overblown all season. I've been going against Florida State correctly all season long. So uh just no reason to think Notre Dame can't hang with them. I'm gonna say 38-34, so Notre Dame goes up 34-31. Winston gets the ball, boom. Because I do think this guy is uh, great. It's just can he get, can he avoid his own problems, his own personal stuff? Because that's the only thing holding him back from like being a legend. And right now, it's like when you see his. I'm 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 not here to really comment too much on my personal opinions on him but it just seems like he's a little off the off the reality radar there like he just you know the things that he does and, and his reactions to things you know earlier this season he yelled the the you know a very derogatory phrase in public so like he needs to just like kind of grow up be more professional and but uh, boy his football his football acumen is great so I think Florida State's gonna win 38 34 and uh, they're on their way to the playoff so and if Michigan State can get the, get a chance at him at him someday. That'd be something to see. So, all right, we're going to do one more game because I want to move on to NFL. We're going to go Baylor Bears. They're minus 8, their favorite. They had to come back from 14 points down at home to TCU in an enormously high-scoring game. It was 58-44. to They tied it up. They won 65-58. Now Baylor, minus 8, goes to Morgantown, West Virginia with an over-under of 79.5. So, as last week shows you, Baylor games can get over 100. So, uh, why don't you give me your thoughts? Because w- West Virginia, I think that this could be a game that West Virginia could possibly win.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. They, they, I mean, they only beat Kansas 33-14 at home. And then Towson, they beat 54 nothing. They lose to Bama, which was at a neutral site. Right. They played 30- them tough. They did. They played them tough. They, the Bama only won by 10. Uh, you know, then they go at Texas Tech, win by three. Uh, oh, they lost to Oklahoma 45-33. And then Maryland, they won two, Maryland, they won by three, yeah, they put up points, yep, I just don't think that they can beat Baylor, okay, I just don't think they're good enough i don't I think Baylor's just too explosive, and I you know Perry's gonna it's easy to run the show.
0: All right, he's looking good. So the question then, give me a score, can they cover the eight points, and is it going over eighty? Oh, yeah, they can cover the eight points. Oh wow, okay,
1: I'm gonna go, they won by two touchdowns, all right, and I'm gonna say Baylor wins forty eight to 21
0: 48 21? So, all right so you're keeping it under the, then all right so you got a 27 point road victory for baylor you, you're sticking with that one yeah so that's a that's a gutsy call there yeah because i don't see it happening now do i think west virginia can win i already said yes do i think they're gonna cover the spread i'm telling you they are covering the spread so is this game going over you betcha This game's going way over. This is going to be a a huge high-scoring game. Both teams hit the 50s. So do I have the guts to say West Virginia wins? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. West Virginia wins 55-53. to It's an amazing game. They have to go for two. Baylor has to go for two at the end of the game. They don't make it. Uh, the crowd comes down. Baylor's out of there. That's another person out of the way. Another team out of the way for Michigan State to not worry about a Big 12 opponent. Because at this point, Baylor might have a great shot if they can keep going at getting to that college football playoff. They look like a great team. So I'm going WVU, 55 to 53, and I feel very comfortable about the over in this game. Brooks kept it under. I think it's staying. I think it's going over 80. So, uh, any other comments? There's some good games, but I want to move on to NFL. Any other comments for this week's uh, college football?
1: No, you're kind of picking like me on the last one there. You're picking the uh, underdog. Yeah,
0: I'm going for the big, big upset this time.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about my picks this week. I'm, I'm kind of after coming off a good week. You always have a bad week <laughs> the next week. I'm really
0: not necessarily. Yeah, I know. But, but that's okay. At least you're thinking like, uh, like a sports picker. I am. So that's not. That's cool. I, I can't blame you. All right, let's move on to NFL Week Seven. So these games are Sunday, October nineteenth, and uh, we got about th- uh, three good games that I want to talk about here. Uh, first one, we'll just get through these pretty quick, uh, like a local flavor. I like to do. I uh, got the New Orleans Saints coming in. Uh, they have not looked very good this season. They've been giving up points. They've been barely beating teams. They've been barely squeaking by teams like Tampa Bay. They've been losing games. They shouldn't win. They shouldn't lose. Like I think they lost to the Falcons in Week One, and then you got Detroit who was dominant on defense last week. Detroit Lions won 17-3 to over the Minnesota Vikings. They sacked Bridgewater eight times. They caused turnovers. They looked like a, a legitimate NFC North contender with Green Bay. Because I think Green Bay is going to win the division. But if the defense of Detroit, would you agree, can play like that, they're going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think if they can play well. Um, the biggest question is in Detroit is the defense has always been awful, especially the secondary, every year. So, you know that can can they can they stay injury free? Yeah, and can they consistently play well?
0: Well, that's what makes this game intriguing because New Orleans has been giving up you know consistent amount of points, like thirty something per, per game, and Detroit, like you said, customarily not good at defense, but this year really good. So Detroit's minus three at home, the over is forty eight, and it just something tells me that this is going to be a high scoring game. So I've been letting you pick first for the last couple picks. I'm going to go first on this one. I do think Detroit's going to win. I think the crowd's really going to get behind them here. I mean, like we always say, every game seems to be a must-win game because the difference between 5-2 and two and 4-3 and three is enormous. And they're at home... They need to have a big crowd. I think they're going to get up and down with New Orleans. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think that they win 35-31 to 31 in a game that goes way over, and then they cover by one point. So, uh, you know, Lions, you're going to make some people happy, I think. So what do you think about this, Brooks?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game because both teams, their defenses, like I said, aren't consistent all the time, no, and they have such all. good offensive uh, weapons on, on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go—I'm going to say New Orleans win, New Orleans wins. Wow New Orleans yeah, wins. I can see, I can see that uh, so the over under 48. yeah
0: they're getting three points over under 48.
1: I'm gonna see New Orleans wins 28
0: 21. all right so you're putting it over by one point and then New Orleans is winning and you know what I I, I, I can see what happens what Brooks said happening happened more than me but there's just something I think I, I think Detroit you know Caldwell's a coach that's that's changing the the mentality. I think they get to 5-2, and two and you know maybe it won't be the same old lines, but like I just said, I kind of have a feeling that Brooks is going to be more correct about it, so we'll see. All right, another matchup at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Interesting matchup. we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who just came off what would be probably the most exciting tie in NFL history. 37-37 tie to Carolina Panthers. They were up and down. They had a shot. Nugent missed a uh, kick at the end of the game that he says he should have made, and yeah, he should have made it, but they tied 37-all. Now they're going into Indianapolis, and boy, the Colts have been impressing me all season. The Colts are minus three at home, over under 49.5. You know, the Colts, they built a big lead against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans came back, but the uh, Colts did win. They they covered their spread on the road. They won 33-28 to 28 last week. So uh, I just think, you know— I I really can start, I'm starting to picture Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl this year, man. Andrew Luck is impressive. T. Y. Hilton. I mean, they got Ahmad Bradshaw. They have a, a tough defense. They just look like a tough team. So uh, why don't you speak on this for a little bit?
1: Uh, I think the Colts are. I lo- I lo- I loved Andrew Luck when he was at Stanford. He's a great quarterback. Yeah. He's composed. He's knows what to do with the ball yes. at all times. He knows when to take a sack. He knows when to throw the ball away. The problem with a lot of NFL quarterbacks, or just quarterbacks in general, sometimes, you know, they they don't want to throw the ball away and just and let a play go. Like they want to keep it going, and that's when you throw a pick or you get sacked or you fumble or something. Uh He's he's smart about how he plays. He has good wide receivers. And Hakeem Nix, T. Y. Hilton, you know Reggie Wayne's back. Maybe Hakeem Nix and yeah. Reggie Wayne's not the same as he used to be. Yeah, but, but he's, he's still, still a so reliable. Yes, he's still a threat. You have a mod Bradshaw. Yep. If Trent Richardson never gets around, that you know that's just a great running game. And Kobe S- Fleener, who really he can up in the slot, and uh-huh. you know all these guys that aren't superstars, but they play well and they play. They play tough every game. So I just think this Colts team could be Super Bowl bound and I yes. think they win
0: this game. All right, so they're minus 3 over 149 and a half. I will go first real quick then and say I think Indianapolis wins twenty seven twenty one in a game that stays under, I have it staying under because these are two contenders. The Bengals are a very good team. There. And so I think it's gonna have kind of a playoff atmosphere, a lot of runs, a lot of field goals and stuff like that. So, you know, I I just think that it's gonna be under that forty nine and a half, and I do think Indianapolis is gonna cover. So that's my call, twenty seven twenty one. I think it's
1: I think it's gonna go Indian the Colts are gonna win. I yeah. think they win by a touchdown. Okay. And I'm going to say they win – I'm going to say they hold – they're going to hold Cincinnati under 14 point, under 20 points. Okay. So I'm going to say they win 14-21, the, the
0: Colts. They win 21-14? to 14. Uh, twi- Sorry, 21-14. I'm, I'm to 14. just messing with you, buddy. Gosh. Okay. So, and you got, you got a, so we both have low scoring. We both have any winning. So we agree. And you know what? I, if I were a Colts fan, I'd be very pumped up right now. They have, they have a great quarterback, and they have a, just a great assembly of men around him. I mean, so, like, just great, 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 great. Okay, here's an interesting game. It's Carolina Panthers coming off that tie that I was just talking about with uh, Cincinnati. They're staying on the road. They're going up to Lambeau. They're playing Green Bay. Green Bay had a tough game against the Dolphins where they had a lead, lost a lead. They ended up, thankfully, on game day, I had uh, minus two and a half for Green Bay. They got that last-second touchdown, one by three. So, uh, ever since, uh, ESPN lets to talk about this, ever since Aaron Rodgers said, relax. They are undefeated. So, Green Bay, minus 7, over under 49. Uh, I have exa- I know exactly what I think is going to happen in this game, so why don't you talk a little bit and tell me what you think first on this one.
1: Man, where has Carolina's defense been? That's the question I, I'm asking. Is there? I, I picked them for fantasy. They were so good last year. Luke Kuechly in the middle yep. of that tough-nosed defense. Maybe the loss of Hardy was really big at the end of the year because of what he did. Uh I don't know I, I just I, I think Green Bay's hot you got to go with the hot hand when someone's hot in the NFL or hot in professional sports you know look at baseball now you know we got the couple of wild card teams that were playing really good baseball at the end so I, that's how professional sports are a lot of the yep. times okay so I'm gonna go Green Bay wins okay and I'm gonna go I'm gonna say they win I think it's gonna be under 49 wow okay and I'm going to say Green Bay wins. And you were just
0: talking about Carolina's defense not being very good, and you still think it's staying under? Uh, I'm yeah, just, I don't I'm know. Gonna, well, that's uh, a
1: question because they both don't play defense
0: very really well. i you on this.
1: Yeah. Okay, you changed my mind. I'm going to go over because you made a good point there. Okay. And I'm going to say Green Bay wins the game <laughs>
0: 31-25. 31-25. Okay, <laughs> good. So you like Carolina to cover the seven in the game that goes over. Yeah funny that you should say that because he, he can't see my screen right now. It's like we're playing Battleship uh, with our laptops. I have Green Bay winning 37-33, and I'm going to tell you exactly how it happens. Uh, Caroline is down. Uh, somehow they're down 30-25 to in a weird thing, so they do have 25. They score a late touchdown. Go for two, get it, 33-30. to Rodgers gets that last uh, last two-minute drive in again. He goes right down the field. Bing bang boom touchdown. 3733 Green Bay wins in a game that goes way over. And uh you know what? Green Bay's gonna win that division. So and I this could be the week where they separate if 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 Detroit doesn't hold on. So all right. The last game I want to talk about on this week's walk the line is the night game. San Francisco 49ers, who, you know, they've been playing well and then they haven't been playing well. They played on Monday night football and they spotted the Rams 14 points. They were they were Three Only three point favorites. And I said, How is this possible? Is this a trap game? Yes, it has to be. Still took San Francisco. They're freaking me out. They're down 14 0, but they end up scoring like the final 31 points of the game. They were covering and they had a pick six at the end of the game. So that was nice. Kaepernick figured it out. He had a nice touchdown to Brandon Lloyd. Now they're going to Denver. It's a night game. Denver's favored by a touchdown. Denver minus seven, over under 49.5. So just an interesting game, don't you think?
1: It is. It's really interesting because you have a good defensive team in uh, the 49ers last year, and then but yeah. but the Broncos improved their defense as well with some offseason signings. Um, but then you have a Peyton Manning who doesn't look quite like Peyton Manning as as in the years passed. So he's
0: still getting three or four touchdowns a game. I mean, he is. He's he's still doing that. Yeah. And Denver, it's a funny story because Denver covered on the final uh, play, basically, of the game. They were winning. They were nine and a half point favorites at New York Jets last week. And it, they were, it was like a seven-point game. It was 20, uh, 24 to 17. And Geno Smith threw an interception where the guy picked it, fell down, got back up, and ran back, thus letting them cover the spread. I love it. So uh, this week, Denver minus seven. Like, So do you think that's too many points to be given Given, you know, against San Francisco, who's shown to be pretty tough? <laughs>
1: I don't think so, especially when the game's in Denver too. Yeah. Denver always plays well at home.
0: Don't they? In night game too, huh? Yes, you know?
1: especially. And then mile high. They know how to play there. So I'm gonna say Denver wins. Okay. So forty nine and a half. Yeah, forty nine and a half. I don't think
0: it's gonna get to that much. All
1: right. So I'm gonna say Denver wins. And I'm gonna say they're gonna be it's gonna be under forty nine and a half. Okay. I'm gonna say they win twenty eight. Yes. Two fourteen.
0: So a two touchdown victory. Yes. So now, do you think San Francisco is just going to play a poor game or something like that? Like, where, where, or do you think the Denver defense going to shut down San Francisco?
1: I, I mean, they're playing at home. They play so well at home. They and, do. They do. And I mean, maybe they haven't played as well as they did last year when they had an amazing season. But you know, it's it's Denver and it's Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning is a he's a study holic, a workaholic, a whatever you want to call him. And He's just he's just a
0: footballer. he lives and breathes football. I mean, yeah. nonstop. He's probably watching game. He literally, I know, he's watching game tape right now. Yeah. San Francisco uh, against the Rams on Monday night. Yeah. So I hear you, and I think the game's going to go over just because I tend to always lean over for Denver games, especially Mile high, and I do think they are going to cover the seven, so I have them winning 35-27, to 27, and I think it's a game where San Fran's just going to say, oh, well, they're pretty good, it's a tough game, like they're, and then they're going to continue on and be pretty good, because Seattle showed some weakness, and that's one thing I wanted to comment on last week. Both Brooks and I thought that uh, Seattle was going to handle Dallas, but you know, after the block punt that Seattle got, the Cowboys really showed that they have possibly something going on. They're 5 and 1 in the season, so maybe a force to be reckoned with. I mean, to me, they're just so unlikable, but I got to respect what they're doing. Romo looks good. He got kind of a lucky pass there at the end of the fourth quarter that was caught. I think he threw it to Witten, and a different receiver caught it. But, you know, DeMarco Murray's running well. Des Bryant's a very good receiver. So what do you think about the Cowboys this season?
1: Surprise. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's not it's not an eight and eight season anymore. Maybe it's a maybe yeah. it's actually a ten and eight or something more than
0: that. Maybe. Yeah, it's, and it's five wins in a row because they began. You know that's why I'm bringing it up. They they lost to San Francisco to start the season uh, and pretty handily at home, and they've been solid ever since. So it's just something to look out for. So. Uh, all right, well, that was Walk the Line for this week for uh, NCAA Week 8 and NFL Week 7. Uh, Michigan State has a, a, a big football game, as they all are big, tomorrow in Bloomington, Indiana, and I really, really want to see a good showing by the Spartans, especially defensively. want to see them shut down this freshman quarterback who's going to be scared of the defense. So uh, I'm just looking forward to football again, and, and it's just such a, a great feeling to be here at Michigan State University. I mean, it's so exciting to be around this football team. So that's the last thing I wanted to add. So, Brooks, anything you want to add before we get out of here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of exciting. I don't know. They're kind of scaring me right now because they haven't yeah. played well. Like, just like I've always said, it's that consistency. They're scaring me, man. That's, well, is it is it going to be the Michigan State of we all know? Where I they? will
0: agree with you. If they do not, after tomorrow, if, if there's something like a close game or they lose, obviously if they lose, that's it. But if there isn't even a close game within two touchdowns, within 17 points, I'm going to look at you and go, you're you know what, man, you're right. There's something wrong here. It's not going to happen. Ohio State's going to come in here and work us. Something's going to go wrong on the road in Rutgers or on the road in Penn State. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, on the road in Maryland. I mean, it's because uh, uh, it, we'll see. Yeah. I Michigan State just is so impressive to me in every facet. This fourth quarter stuff, I don't understand what's going on. And, like, last week, literally, I was at my friend's house. So that's wh- that's what kept me from throwing a brick at the TV. Never fake punt on your own 30 when you're up 14. I don't, ever, never do it, ever. So if anybody's like ever considering coaching, don't ever, don't ever do it, okay? I've never coached a game in my life and I never will, but I will never ever consider that if I was a coach of a peewee league. So uh, that's my last parting uh, words for this week. Please cover the spread tomorrow. That would be nice. So Michigan State, go do it, make us proud. So anything else, Brooks? No, I'm good. All right, you guys take care. We'll see you next week. Take care.